0: Hello everybody, Mike Stokes, Wildlife Education. Today I'd like to talk about the truth, and in a lot of ways why it's irrelevant. We don't like to think of ourselves as wrong. The prime directive of you, once you reach a certain age, is to maintain consistency in your idea of yourself and your idea of the world. So you will go through the world um, confirming... What you already see, if it helps you feel better about who you are. So that's called confirmation bias. It's a standard psychological term. But we don't really delve into it. Nobody really, not nobody, most people... Uh, myself most of the time as well don't have the time or the energy to actually dig into that narrative and see what is actually going on there. And another reason that we don't do that is because it hurts because it will make you feel potentially it will destroy your life. So if you've built a life based on, you know, the idea that um, I'm going to try to pick one, you know, if you've, if you've based your life on the idea that, uh, corporations are destroying life on earth, then when a corporation comes along and does the opposite of that, it's going to really challenge your views. So you you became a lawyer, you were uh, an anti-corporate lawyer. Um, and you had, if you had a view that all corporations were evil, um, then you're going to be challenged. If you truly question that idea, Or if you believe, like many people do, that somehow Biden is going to save us all. Or that somehow Trump was going to save us all. Those types of beliefs, um, and they're not facts, they're beliefs. Those type of beliefs are going to get you a lot of good stuff. That's the problem. It's gonna help you in a lot of ways achieve your goals. It's gonna give you community. It's gonna give you business. It's gonna give you wealth. It's gonna give you um, in a sense of purpose. So all those things are really what make life life. Um, if you've adopted, you know, an ideology that um, life begins at conception, you know, and you then just run with that, and you're uh, you think that all. Humans need to be born who are conceived, then if you somehow question that, it's gonna rock your world. So, you know, and if you believe that somehow eating meat is going to destroy the planet, if you dig into that and you see, and you, you start questioning that, it's gonna destroy your identity. So the point is, is that we do not ask ourselves questions that destroy our sense of consistency in who we believe that we are because it's really hard because it can destroy your life because you could end up in the gutter because your marriage could end because you could lose your job. It's super dangerous and people don't think about it that way. You just don't. Everybody, not everybody, but most everybody, most of the time runs around thinking that their view is the right view. All you got to do is look around in the world and all the myriad of religions and political views Everybody's got a slightly different tone, and what that means is that most everybody's wrong, because truth is truly objective. There is truly only one truth, and that truth is the universe. It is the nature of the universe. That's the only one truth. Now, everybody else spins their ideas and their narratives and their stories and their myths around that, and that's beautiful, and that's the way that we all need to live on one way, on one level but we all also need to check our. we need to question if you want to achieve next level of consciousness next level of effectiveness you have to get better at seeing reality reality sucks it's not fun it doesn't help you all the time it actually makes your life worse most of the time or let me say it this way it makes your life worse a lot worse until it gets better the problem with trying to have a deep and profound relationship with reality is it won't hold up your identity it won't hold up your life so you could lose everything so it's kind of you know don't do it if, if you just want to protect your own life then do that but if somehow you are drawn to a path in which you are going to do the highest good for this earth and for the people on it, then it's kind of mandatory to uh, question reality. Not to question reality. So that's another narrative that will blow up an identity, not question reality, but to get deeper, more deeply connected to reality. So if you're simply running around going, this is all a dream, this is all in my head, Um, I'm a Buddhist and there's there's nothing really here, it's all an illusion. One of the side pitfalls of that is that it will have you stop looking and to deepen your relationship with reality because you're denying the existence of reality. So you have to to get to the next level of consciousness in your mental space, that's not true. You don't have to. But if you want to be a thinking being who is respected and makes the world a better place from your ideas, you must enhance your relationship with being related to reality. And the first step enhancing Your relationship with reality is to begin to see the limitations of your own perspective and narrative. That's the bottom line. Most people don't want to do that. So Why do I keep saying most people want to do that? I want you, if you're truly hearing this, to realize that you don't want to do this. You don't do this. You don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. You say you do. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm questioning this, I'm questioning that. But when it really comes to the stuff that would rock your world to the core, you don't do it. And for the most part, you know, at this point in my life, I don't do it a heck of a lot either. I've got too much to lose. Now, when I had nothing and I was living in my van and I was just asking questions, it was actually a lot easier for me to be related to reality because I didn't have anything to lose. I didn't have a family. I didn't have any wealth. I didn't have any status. Uh, so... So, I guess I'm just saying don't do it. Don't do it. Unless you're willing to sacrifice. So I want to get a little metaphysical and spiritual right now. The root of spirituality is sacrifice. Not in the, you know, the hang yourself, you know, self-flatulation of the Christians or those types of sacrifices. Those are actually, in the right context, can be very beneficial in that they show you the importance of giving up of oneself in order to help others. That's kind of the bottom line. If you see yourself as somebody who is helping others, any narrative that doesn't have a deep component of compassion uh, for basically all other life and all other humans, in my humble opinion, and this is again, so now when I say opinion, I'm crossing over into my narrative. My narrative tells me that compassion is Caring for other beings is at least having a, a heart feeling towards other beings. I'll uh, just personally so that you should know where my bias lies. My bias lies in um, much of the teachings of Joseph Campbell's view on spirituality mythology and religion of which i studied for many years and adopted most of his ideas uh is you know that the, the this i this jain idea the jain religion of uh india in which you must walk around with a mask over your face so you don't inhale any bugs and you got to walk with on sandals and be careful not to squash anything um you know that's a, that's a fine way to live, but ultimately you will fail. There is no life in bipedal or quad quadruped or on land form without, you know, harming uh, another. We are a constant flow of of harmony and disharmony, of of cooperation and competition. Uh this the, the what I notice with a lot of the people who come with the answers is that they fully decided uh, one side or the other. Um And I I tried to discuss this with my own family, and they just thought I was confused because they could not accept any non-black-and-white interpretation of reality. It was reality was the way it was. God was the way it was. Spirituality is the way it is. And if you're asking questions about that, then you haven't made up your mind, which is the farthest thing from the truth if you're truly a seeker on the path of, of compassion, doing the right thing, wisdom. And uh, making the world a better place. You have to ask the questions about your own narrative and your own way. And You have to know that you do one thing all the time. You are always making up reality. You make up reality every single day and you can't stop. It's just going to keep happening. You're gonna keep making up reality. The only thing that you can do, like Joseph Campbell says, is lean towards the light. Is keep trying to refine your misconceptions, your bad ideas, um, and 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 build an inner courage. You have to build an inner courage to to say these words out loud. I was wrong about that, which was super important to me and gave me lots of benefits. They've statistically shown that uh, that. Experts who publish their first paper and get a lot of accolades and a lot of social credit and and money um, and status, their second paper is way less accurate because they've structurally lost the ability to come from a place of "I have nothing to lose" and to do raw data, to do raw science, raw interpretation. Um, so, in a way, the idea of the Buddhist beginner mind, the way, to, in a way, this this idea of of taking uh, yourself out of the picture um, is really what you have to do. And that's not going to happen. It's only going to happen when you put yourself in a context where it's demanded. Um, you yeah, know, there's a few people who can do it on their own, uh, And you may be one of those people, but there's always the risk of just pumping up your righteous narrative, pumping up your ego. Uh, Some of the most egotistical people in the world are those who practice spirituality, uh, meditation, yoga. There's a self-centeredness that grows with the ego. It's a double-edged sword. As you become more able to see reality around you, you also become less able to see reality around you. There's always two sides of the story. So if you want to sum it up in a nutshell, you really have to live according to the yin and yang while you're in a body. Um, What happens after the life in the body? I don't know. Nobody knows. They tell you differently, then that's fine. Go along with that mythological narrative if you need to. If it makes you feel if it makes you a more compassionate person, if it makes you do more good for other beings and the planet, then do it. but if you really want to do something profound in the world and make a truly consequential change, you got to stop listening to your own narrative you got to start engaging yourself or engaging others in the right questions. One of the biggest problems that I had over the last four years um, it's now twenty twenty one was you know all of i I being a strong earth-based environmentalist uh, and someone who believes in, you know, the universal right to vote, I believe in universal human rights, um, and I also believe in uh, the inherent sacredness and importance of life and the importance of rich and diverse ecosystems uh, that are, all those things were on have been under constant threat, but that threat was accelerated under this last four years by simple policy. And what's very interesting is during that acceleration of those negative policies, a new narrative emerged that said that somehow these politics were going to cause a transformation that was going to make the world better in the long run. And that is incredibly destructive. That's the point of which I'm reacting to and making this uh, this audio recording is that if you think that somehow what's happening in front of you is going to justify something better behind it, you are putting, like the Nazi did, the means in front of the ends. So if you say the means are going to justify the ends, you are on the wrong side of consciousness. You are on the wrong side of history. You're on the wrong side of reality. Um, and, you know, you just got to watch it on all sides. You know, if you're saying that you know, limited free speech is good because it's going to rein in the bad voices, the bad players, well, you got to question that because the means does not justify the ends. It's going to flip around, come to the other side. If you say that all people should be able to spend as much money as they can on voting, uh, on on influencing public policy, on influencing votes, well, that's going to come around the other way too, and that means we will never justify the ends. And I got a little bit of sidetrack there, so I have to um, say out loud my bias. My bias is, is that when in America we decided through our Supreme Court, and I say that consciously, we decided because if you live in America, like it or not, You are bound by the institutions of America. We decided through the Supreme Court, through the, you know, however unjust this system is, the more you relate to it as a we, the more you actually have the opportunity to get inside of it and change it. Um, The more you separate yourself from it, the less you're going to actually do it. Because if you see it as a we, then this narrative, this idea that you are part of it, you can't run away from. And if something happens that you don't like then it's going to feel bad. And it's all about feelings in the end. You have to feel in order to motivate. So my bias is that uh, I think that when uh, in America we decided that people could spend as much money as they wanted in order to influence an election, that somehow that was free speech, that that was very foolish and that it basically creates a structural system in which the most wealthy and powerful and well-connected people control how our laws and our governance works. Super mis- misguided, totally misguided, in my opinion. So then again, that's my opinion. That's a narrative. I haven't let go of that. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I suppose I'll have to say here, to be non-hypocritical, I'm open to changing that narrative with good, rational information. I heard recently from one of my favorite teachers that the best way to find the actual truth about something is to get the smartest people in the room that disagree about it to come to consensus. That's really the best way to find the truth because nobody's got it. And in that way, you know, I used to believe that the um, the sum total of all people was going to have the highest wisdom. And I don't believe that so much anymore. I mean, I believe in democracy. I don't. I think that it's dangerous not to have democracy, and we have to have democracy, and we have to have one vote. Uh, but um, But I do think that if you get people who are truly attuned to a problem that disagree about it and get them to find some consensus, you're going to get way closer to the truth than if you get a bunch of random people in the room who don't know squat other than what they've heard from their social media headlines period. Or their supposed in-depth research in a confirmation narrative that tells them the same thing and confirms everything that they've heard. You have to get people in the room who don't agree with you, who you respect, who you're willing to actually listen to, who you're going to go, okay, I'm going to suspend my worldview and listen to their worldview and really try it on. See if there are parts of it that work, because if you really do that, you'll find that there are. You'll find that there are other parts that don't work. But if you keep on going down that path, you are going to become wiser, more effective. Uh, I think ultimately happier. There's going to be some dark times though, because you have to acknowledge that this is not a path for everyone. This is a path of pain. It's a path of loss of identity. In the ultimate way of putting it, if you are truly willing to have your identity die, your sense of self, if you confront the void of life with full embrace, I can't say I'm there yet, but I'm constantly working to get better at that. If you embrace the void fully, then you can possibly get through your limiting ideas that help you, that bail reality from you. I wish you the best of luck on all your travels and endeavors. I hope that you are trying to work, make this world a better place by your actions, that you have compassion for all creatures and for all of life on earth. And the more of us out there there are, the more of us working towards creative solutions there are, the more businesses that start on these principles, the more social movements that start on these principles, the more activism that starts on these principles, the world can have hope. And even in the midst of this great crisis in which the biodiversity of Earth is 90 plus percent gone already and has gone so fast that it's 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 urgent. It's deadly urgent. So it's urgent because we're using up the land, we're using up the water, we're fighting amongst each other, and we're just doing what we think is right for ourselves rather than what's right for the whole. So I hope you're working towards the whole. Thank you for listening to my... um, passionate podcast release. Um, Send me a message. Ask me what you want me to talk about next. uh, And have a wonderful, empowered, and enlightened life.